everyone. Welcome to the Well Endowed Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Bonkink. And I'm Andrew Paul. This podcast is brought to you by Edmonton Community Foundation, and we are a proud affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Edmonton is full of generous donors who've created endowment funds at ECF. These funds generate money to support charities in Edmonton and beyond. On this podcast, we share stories about how these funds help strengthen our community, because it's good to be well endowed. On this episode, we're going to hear about how Drive Happiness Seniors Association pivoted to help their clients during COVID-19 pandemic. Right. With a team of carefully vetted volunteer drivers, they provide safe transportation to help maintain the mobility, independence, and overall well-being of seniors. With funding from Edmonton Community Foundation's COVID-19 Rapid Response Fund, Drive Happiness was able to significantly expand its service to meet new demand. And speaking of this fund, we wanted to tell you a bit about a special donor who really made our day. We'd like to introduce you to Raina Shaw. My name is Raina Shaw. Raina is six years old and had been saving up money to buy herself some new toys. Her piggy bank is actually a replica of the Canada Post mailbox. And in it, she had saved $120. It was from my teeth. <laughs> oh, from the tooth fairy. She saved uh, many, many <laughs> tooths that fell out. <laughs> but her dad had talked to her and her brother about the COVID-19 pandemic. So she decided she wanted to help by donating all of that patiently acquired cash. So she and her dad looked around for where that money could go to be of help, and together they settled on ECF's Rapid Response Fund. On May 12th, she and her dad, Duvall, came to ECF's offices so she could make the donation. Duvall let us know the donation was fully Raina's idea, to do something to help the community, and he was just there to help facilitate it. I wanted to help people in need and to see a smile on their face. Raina's brother also donated his savings too. He chose a charity in their family's neighborhood. This is a very community-minded family. I got to speak with Raina briefly and I asked her, do you want to know what kind of things happened with your money? Yes. We have so many stories about the impact the Rapid Response Fund is having, but for today, we'll be focusing on just one. Let's turn it over to Lisa Pruden to find out more about Drive Happiness Seniors Association. That's me, Lisa, trying to catch the LRT just a few days before recording this. For this episode, I wanted to revisit a bus route I used to rely on every day. It didn't go well. Oh man, all right. I am soaked. We're going to come back to this moment. First, I'd like to tell you about Drive Happiness Seniors Association, This organization provides safe transportation for seniors who have trouble accessing that transport in the usual way. For example, they can't afford to pay for daily cabs or other for-profit ride services, or they can't safely ride transit. So the volunteers of Drive Happiness are there to help these seniors get to the grocery store, go to their appointments, and more. Liza Bouchard is the executive director of Drive Happiness, and she told us more about the seniors she and her team would typically help. The majority of individuals that we serve have a mobility challenge and potentially vision, hearing, cognitive 
types of challenges that make accessing other other forms of public transportation difficult. We do provide some assistance to the seniors. We are unable to transport people that ha- are completely wheelchair bound. That's where obviously our dad service is the best option for people. Yeah, so assisted transportation to predominantly a lower income group of seniors. With multiple medical issues. So we have a lot of people that go for dialysis, and that can get super expensive, as you can imagine. I bet, especially if you have multiple appointments in a week. Four times a week and twice a day for those days. You know, what we see often is seniors are getting to financial distress because they can't get to their their medical um, appointments. So they sometimes will tell us, well, I either go to dialysis or I don't eat because I can't afford both. There are individuals who kind of slip through the cracks when it comes to the DATS service. DATS is a door-to-door public transportation service that's provided by Edmonton Transit Service, or ETS. It is for Edmontonians who cannot use regular transit due to physical or cognitive impairment, but users must meet specific eligibility requirements in order to register for this service. So DATS isn't able to provide service to everyone busing from South Edmonton to Alberta Hospital, that's very stressful. (laughs) That's multiple transfers. And, uh, you know, add in weather, they just won't go to their psychiatric appointment. I am very familiar with the bus out to Alberta Hospital. I used to live out in Evergreen Trailer Park, and this was the same bus I would take. I totally remember how difficult it used to be to get home. When you're not a transit rider, it is easy to miss... What a commute like this means. It takes planning. All right, just double checking again, and the board says that it will depart at 5.33. It takes time. It is 7.45. I'm finally walking up to the apartment. It can be confusing. I think I asked you because I was going to go wait for the 184. Scary. And sometimes wet and cold. So, I thought I'd take you on a ride with me. While we learn more about drive happiness, we'll keep checking in on my nostalgic misadventure. It started out fine. I mean, I wasn't trying to make an appointment or anything. So I could just go at my whim. A quick Google search to see the route. Uh, My location, by transit. And from downtown, it's just the LRT and a bus. So, about an hour to get there. From any other part of the city, It's usually multiple transfers, like Liza said, but from where I work, easy peasy. When I left my building at about quarter to five on a Monday, a light sprinkle had started. But the LRT is only a five minute walk, so no problem. Until. Okay. Okay. I did make it to the platform. And after a 20-minute wait, found myself on the train I needed to take me to Clareview, the farthest stop on the northbound LRT. The rain had gone through my hat, my jacket, my pants, shoes. I was soaked through. Let's leave me cold and wet on the train for now. I'll be there for another 15 minutes anyway. Um, And we'll talk more about Drive Happiness, a service that is feeling more important by the moment. As you can imagine, Liza and her team have their plates full providing their transport service. But when the COVID-19 pandemic began, things reached a whole new level. Our organization knew that we were going to have to continue to provide essential medical appointments to our seniors. You know, for example, 
dialysis doesn't stop. Chemo and radiation, IV therapy, injections, those type of things that are, you know, what we would deem essential medical and are our priority at all times still needed to be done. In addition to the essential ride service, Drive Happiness started reaching out to their clients in a new way with what their team calls a friendly phone call. Yeah, friendly phone call list for our seniors that, like we originally called all of our seniors, um, screened them for COVID, made sure that they understood what COVID was. So like we worked really hard to, to make sure that they understood. We worked really hard to make sure that they knew what to do if they were feeling ill. We also started a weekly newsletter for all of our seniors that have all kinds of resources, anything that was changing information from like our government, from healthcare, whatever it was. It was just to try to keep people up to date. They also started running errands for seniors. Instead of driving someone to the grocery store, they would just get the groceries for them. They've been doing food and hamper deliveries for really anyone who's isolated, even some non-seniors. Didn't turn anyone away, no matter, you know, if there were people just in need, we just made sure that they weren't just like told, oh, you need to call this number. Like we did what they needed to, to do in this pandemic. And they started filling in other transportation gaps, like helping other organizations whose driving services had shut down in light of the pandemic and bringing on more clients as bus services were scaled back. Speaking of, I was about to discover what the transit scale back meant for me. Okay, so this is it. We're at Clairview and... Clairview has two transit centers on either side of the platform. I exited to the left like I used to do and did a travel reassessment. So I'm just inside at the uh, shelter at the bus stop uh, where the 302 will be. And I'm checking the boards just to double check when the next 302 is coming. I'm just having trouble finding the schedule for the 302. It's not in the same place. So I did a quick look around for the 302. Uh, the rain had stopped, but my clothes were still wet, so it was pretty cold in the wind. I couldn't find the spot I remembered for the 302. It used to share the stop with the 184, since they both follow similar routes. Let's go see. Alright, so I uh, can't find the 302. I suspect it's on the opposite side, uh, but that's okay because the 184 also goes to Alberta Hospital and should be arriving any moment. So, win? So I started to wait. All right, it is now 5.37, so it's only like four minutes late, but this is usually where I start to worry that like a mishap has happened. All right, so uh, just double checking again, and the board says that it will depart at 5.33. It is now 5.44. There is no bus in sight. I decided I better ask around. Okay, friends, I, uh, I found my mistake. Uh, all of the buses are not running on a weekday schedule, of course, because it's COVID. Uh, so the board currently posted in the stop isn't accurate. And I am on the wrong side of the, the station. So I'm, I'm gonna go now over to the other side of Clareview. <laughs> and uh, a really lovely bus driver uh, helped me out and uh, let me know my mistake. It was very kind of him. He didn't want to be on record, but I still want to share that it was lovely to have the help. So I walked over to the other side of Clareview. At this point, it was about quarter to six in the evening. 
here's the 302. Saturday time, so at 5.42 I would have just missed it. And so the next one will come at 6.27. Oh friends, this is going to be a long wait. Wow. At this point, I'm feeling frustrated and uh, a little disappointed in myself for not doing a better job planning. Wow is all I have to say to that. Uh, doing this as a one-off uh, and not realizing all of the things I needed to look at, this is, this is the mistake I have made. Uh, and so good thing I don't have an appointment for 608 when I had planned to arrive there. Okay, while I'm waiting in the right spot for the next bus, Let's go back to Liza Bouchard. She was telling us about some of the extra outreach Drive Happiness had been extending to their regular and new clients. The goal is just to try to be able to get all this necessary information out and reduce social isolation, to be honest, because we know that's become a really big thing. Like our seniors will say to us all the time, I'm so bored, I'm so bored. So that's why like everything that we send out from the office and like how much we're trying to connect with them, it's trying to flag people that are potentially getting depressed. And then like we're not outreach specialists here, but we work with the groups in Edmonton and surrounding area that do the outreach. And then we can do like a warm transfer for more outreach services. And we printed out exercise guides and we have crosswords and we have all kinds of things that we've been sending and just trying to keep people engaged. Drive Happiness has a strong focus on the service they offer. They don't try to do everything. They are there to fill the specific need of transportation for seniors. But they've been able to expand to meet the new needs presented by the pandemic. To do this, they needed more volunteers. More volunteers means more supplies and more vetting to ensure the safety of their clients. That's where the ECF COVID-19 Rapid Response Fund came in. So we were able to take um, that and we were able to use it for um, increasing our volunteers and increasing the items that we were able to provide for our volunteers because we had like an influx of people wanting to volunteer and our organization, I will not uh, take people that are not vetted properly. My background is psychology and I worked in a nonprofit for 16 years. I know that people come out to prey on others. <laughs> Unfortunately, like in a crisis, like we've seen it worldwide multiple times. So I was not willing to take people on without proper vetting. So we had to do that, which was quite expensive um, because we ended up taking on like 16 more volunteers. On top of that, we had to get all of the stuff that they need in a regular situation for them. But then on top of it, the car kit. This includes supplies like hand sanitizer and cleaning supplies. Whatever volunteers need to stay safe and help keep seniors safe. They made over 150 of these kits. And then like all of our extra sort of deliveries that just like the, there's just so many one-off things that are happening right now. And um, just, we're just filling a lot of gaps for different groups and different people. Then looking after our 800 plus seniors. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot. So the Drive Happiness team has continued getting their seniors from A to B, have started running errands and delivering groceries to seniors, they've helped fill in driving services for other organizations, including food hamper deliveries, they've been reaching out to seniors by phone to check in and share information, they've created activity books and other materials to share with their clients, and they've been doing all this while ensuring the safety of everyone involved. So yeah. 
yeah, it's, it's a lot. lot. But like I mentioned a moment ago, Drive Happiness remains focused on the niche service they provide. And I think this is an interesting point because it speaks to the importance of community collaboration. This is why we work together with other orgs to try to figure out, like, my, I'm like a public service worker by heart. So my thing is just like setting people up for success however we can do it and like obviously in the most economic fashion and a lot of people try to do everything they want to be everything to everybody and that's not our mentality here like we need our sector partners to do things like the outreach and to do things you know like the social type of like in a normal circumstance not COVID Um, we have senior centers around Edmonton that do like that social um, type of activities and I know like in the past with our organization people were like why don't you just set yourself up like a senior center and like you can do all these things and I'm like why would we like we have experts in the field that do those things our goal is to give people the information so that they can get hooked in like it makes so much more sense for seniors to have multiple sources of support. Partnering with other organizations for their expertise allows Drive Happiness to focus their resources on the very important work of helping seniors get to where they need to be. A role that I reflected on quite a lot as I did the 45-minute wait at Clareview. Now, I don't drive, so I'm no stranger to transit. And while it had been many years since I've taken this particular route, I'm someone who is in her mid-30s with no mobility or cognitive impairments, and so I felt very confident in my ability to complete this route and I had no time constraints like appointments. And yet here I was, confused, frustrated, and cold, waiting for the next bus out to Alberta Hospital. And I wasn't alone. I've just met another woman named Lisa, uh, and she currently lives out in the trailer park where I used to live, and, uh, and we're, both, we're both confused. <laughs> Tell me about this route, how do you take it? Um, this route is like, sometimes it's late, sometimes it's on time. But it's all right, like we, it's social distancing, so they use a bigger bus before it used to be a smaller bus, and I prefer the bigger bus. It's more safer to me. That's Lisa Abraham. Often when Lisa is taking the bus, she's going to visit her daughter. Mostly I'm out to visit my daughter who's in the West End, and I, I guess um, maybe an hour, takes me a whole hour, maybe an hour and a half. And that's if everything goes smoothly. It's kind of scary getting on a train, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. What do you find uh, what do you find scary about it? People are angry. People are angry and I guess they don't like this covid and they take it out on other people, innocent people and like today that happened on the bus. Mm, what happened? Some guy uh, threatened to throw some girl and when the train was coming and um, then that's when the security came and kind of scary like downtown because there's a lot of people that when they're angry at somebody they're angry at you too so lisa and i got to chatting because she was feeling as confused as i had while i was on the wrong side of the station this is usually where i start to worry and so she did what i had done and started checking in with people she had waited a while for the 302 that's a good thing i asked you because i was gonna go wait for the 184 So Lisa and I both thought the 184 was still running, which it isn't at the time of this recording, and she was about to go over to the other side, thinking she had missed the 302. So I felt a little less mad at myself for making the mistake I did. Eventually, our bus did come. When it started raining, the bus just came. And I made it to Alberta Hospital. Alberta. 
It is uh, 6.47 and we are now rolling in to the destination. We're just doing the loop of Alberta Hospital. And then did the whole route back home. I got back to Clairview. All right, we're just a minute before seven here and we are pulling back into Clairview. I caught the train. Lisa was right, it got a little scary. Eventually my stop came and I walked the rest of the way home. Okay, it is 7.45 and I am finally walking up the apartment. So now I can go home and eat supper. And the whole adventure took a solid three hours. It was a tough go, especially during a pandemic when services like ETS are also struggling to keep up with the ever-changing landscape. That's why services like Drive Happiness are so important. So thank you to Liza and her team of carefully vetted volunteers for helping make sure our loved ones are getting around safely and for everything else you've taken on to help your clients through the pandemic. Thanks very much to Liza Bouchard, Executive Director at Drive Happiness, for sharing her story. Also want to give a shout out to Graham Lummer, who wrote a blog piece about Drive Happiness. We used his interview to bring you this story. And of course, a very heartfelt thank you to Raina Shaw for donating to ECF's COVID-19 Rapid Response Fund. You made all of us smile. If you'd like to see even more stories about organizations making good use of Raina's donation, check out our blog at ecfoundation.org. And if you're considering making a donation of your own, here's what Deval had to say about us. Uh, Edmonton Community Foundation uh, that connects us to the resources uh, we need and uh, build relationships that strengthen the Edmonton community. Uh, basically, Edmonton Community Foundation, they match people's interest with the organization whose goals mirror their own. And uh, with the one stop, someone can provide ongoing support to their favorite cause. And this Edmonton community, they have a specialist who can help them along the way from start to finish. It's a great uh, organization. Excuse us while we blush. <clears throat> now back to business. If you're part of a charitable organization in need of funding or a student looking to continue your education, we might have some funding opportunities for you. That's right. ECF is continuing to grant from our regular granting streams, so we'll also have links to the upcoming grants and deadlines. Be sure to check out our show notes for the links. Well, friends, that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks so much for sharing your time with us. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to share it with your friends and family. Include it in your next time-lapse painting video to post on Instagram. Or you can just leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help new listeners find us. And you can visit us on Facebook where you can share your thoughts and see some pictures. Thanks again for tuning in. We've been your hosts, Andrew Paul. And Elizabeth Bonkink. Until, Until next, next time. time. The Well Endowed Podcast is produced by Edmonton Community Foundation. And is an affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. The show is edited by Lisa Pruden. You can visit our website at thewellendowedpodcast.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at the ECF. Our theme music is by Octavo Productions. And as always, don't forget to visit Edmonton Community Foundation at ecfoundation.org. Well Endowed.